Hi, I'm Arnav Rostogi, and this is Satnik Trinavas. And together, we are co-hosts of the Backfield Drift. Thank you for tuning in. And after what was the greatest weekend of football I have ever watched with uh, game winners in every single game, I guess three three game-winning field goals, one game-winning touchdown. Man, that Bills Chief game was something, huh? <laughs> Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of talk about those overtime rules, but... football is football stuff happens but that 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 was a good weekend of football yeah no question arguably the greatest weekend of football i've ever watched uh and with that let's decide who goes to the super bowl sotvik let's take an in-depth analysis into the afc and nfc championship games which one you want to start with let's start with the afc championship three o'clock cbs we got the cincinnati bengals led by Joe Burr, Joe Shaisti, whatever you want to call him. He going into Kansas City. Everyone in America not located in Missouri or Kansas, that you know, that area is, is rooting for Cincinnati in this one. So I don't know, man. You tell me what's about to go down. Hey, do you see the NFL films where they're all mic'd up and at the end of the game, Patrick Mahomes like, we'll see y'all in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I guess here we are, um, and oh, man, it's hard to say that the Bengals will beat Kansas City twice. I don't think any opponent has done that uh, since Patrick Mahomes uh, took over as the starting quarterback in Kansas City. But to me, one thing is striking, and, and that is the Bengals not being able to score touchdowns in the red zone, right? Last week against Tennessee, one for five when they were within Tennessee's 30 one for five when it came to scoring touchdowns. And if the bills chiefs game was evidence of anything, it was that if you want to beat Kansas city or you want to stay in the game, you have to find a way to get in the end zone and Sotvik. And I don't think the Bengals will be able to keep up even with that potent offense. If they don't figure out a way to get seven instead of three. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing I want to add here, with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Zama, all these weapons, right? There's this feeling that the Bengals are this unstoppable offense. Like every drive they take the field, they're about to score a long touchdown. But if if you really understand the Bengals' offense, right, it's it's heavily limited in a lot of ways because they they just simply don't have the time to draw stuff up, give Burrow time to the, go down the field. All these big plays that they're hitting. Same thing over and over again. Outside the numbers, one-on-one, three-step drop. Joe Burrow just chucks it up. It's, it's, it's a jump ball, 50-50, and Jamar Chase just makes some defender look really, really bad. But, <laughs> but if, you, if you look at the Titans game, right, sure, sure. Jamar Chase made those plays. One of his really big plays were, uh, you know, those jet, jet sweep type of run. It, it wasn't really like him mossing anybody. But what worked against the Bengals offense from the Titans defense perspective, you just got to bracket him. And if, if you're going to leave Jamar Chase one-on-one, like you might as well just not cover him at all. Cause leaving him one-on-one is, is it's like you're holding up a big billboard that says throw the ball to Jamar Chase. If you're if Kansas City, you can't do that. And, and in week 17, I believe all his big plays one-on-one, he's just going right down the sideline. It's the same thing over and over again. If you're yeah. Kansas City, you, just, you can't let that happen. 
Like how many times? I mean, I mean, yeah. Look, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have practiced that back shoulder fade what thousands of times from back in the day at LSU, right? They can't have one on one. They got to double him. In this game, if I'm the Chiefs, right? If I'm Steve Spagnuolo, Chiefs defensive coordinator, I'm taking a page out of Bill Belichick's playbook. What is Belichick always known for? Take your opponent's best player away, their best star. If we're going to lose this game, like if Kansas City, if Kansas City is going to lose this game, it better not be because Jamar Chase went for 200 and three touchdowns. Because that's just embarrassing at that point. Because everybody in the stadium knows, everybody knows the ball is going to Jamar Chase. You better stop it. That, that's, that's your only job as a defense. Right. And on the flip side, uh, if the Bengals want to win this game, it's going to be because of other guys than Jamar Chase, right? When, when I'm looking at Jamar Chase, I see a deep threat type of dude, right? Uh, and, and the Chiefs, undoubtedly, they're jamming him on the line and they're doubling him, right? So I feel like when I'm the Chiefs game planning this, I mean, Jamar Chase just went for 266 and three tutties on our head, like not like three weeks ago. We're not letting him touch the ball, right? It's going to be because of these other guys, other playmakers. It's going to be T. Higgins. It's going to have to be Tyler Boyd. It's going to have to be C.J. Uzumola. It's going to have to be these guys. And if I'm the Bengals and I'm seeing Chris Jones lining up on the other side, I'm seeing Melvin Ingram line up on the other side, the Bengals' ability to just get short, five to 10 yard passes in this game and move the chains is going to be so important, right? We see this time and time again, and we've, we've been seeing it, uh, whether it was against the Raiders or the Titans. Joe Burrow is looking for that big play, right? He wants to get his playmakers out in the open field through 20 or 30 yard play. But then you sort of start to forget about, man, we only got to get 10 yards, right? You forget about the chains worrying about, let me get that chunk play. It's going to energize this crowd. That's going to help us help put us in scoring position. You worried so much about that, that you forget about the chains, right? If I'm the Bengals and I'm going to win this game, I'm going to go into Kansas city. You better be worrying about just getting the first down, worrying about what's going to be the play call uh, on third down or third and short third and long. Uh, what's going to be the play call second down, right? Where we're just trying to get a first down. I don't mean we're, I need to be worried about that more than let me get Jamar Chase on a 30 yard out or a 30 yard crossing route or something like that. Yeah. I, I think another thing, right? For it's Joe Burrow here. Your best chance at stopping Patrick Mahomes is keeping the ball. Just, just don't give it, don't give it to Kansas City. Slow it down. Slow the game down. Frustrate them, right? If you look at week 17, what happened? In that second half, Kansas City's offense kind of stalled. You know, they came out guns a-blazing, four straight touchdowns, I believe. So this is like, I want to say they were up like 28 to 14, something like that, right? Yeah, all, no, they were. All they score is three points in the second half. This, is, this has a tendency to be, you know, an up-and-down offense. You know, they score three touchdowns, and then next two quarters, they got like six points. Like, You've just got to keep playing if you're Cincinnati. You've got to keep doing your thing. And really, I think the reason the Bengals did win that game was because they were the more consistent offense on week 17, whatever date that was. So right. they're going to have to bring that same mentality. And I, I think if you look at the Bills game, right, uh, this past week, to, to an extent, they, they did take Stefan Diggs away. Now, I don't know how much of that was just, you know, 
I don't know if Stefan wasn't really having a great day. I'm sure. I think it was more Josh Allen saw Gabriel Davis was just, I mean, <laughs> what he did to the Chiefs defensive backs was should that man he should go he should be in Kansas City uh, prison for what he did to them DBs. But I think I think Josh Allen was more interested in feeding the hot hand than getting into his playmakers. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean here, but like my, my, my guy's still looking for his ankles on the field. <laughs> uh, it, you know, the, the field was like slippery, whatever. Let, let, let's just move on that. I, I don't, I don't like to pick on a guy, you know, but anyways, uh, getting back to the game here, right. It's, I think it just keeps going down to that. It's, it's, when you see Bengals offense versus chiefs defense, here's what's going to happen every single down. Joe Burrow, you got 2.3 seconds to throw this football. No. <laughs> and, and and exactly why it's so like it's in his best interest that A, he just gets into a rhythm, gets these short routes going. And B, what does that lead to? That leads to you worrying more about getting the first down than letting these routes develop and you know that big play to come, right? So it's really gonna come down to the offensive game plan that Zach Taylor comes out here and so if, if he comes out here and says Joe Burrow drop back try to get like five to six seconds in the pocket and like try to let these deep crossing routes something open up you know if that's what they come out with they're not winning this game but if they come out with the game plan like okay um let's use Jamar Chase as a decoy and get T Higgins on a simple curl route get the defender to go with Jamar Chase on the go. Okay, we got an open guy. Or, or Tyler Boyd, run a little slant here, uh, get the defender on his heels, right? CJ Uzumoa, find the soft spot in the zone. If they come out with that game plan, they have a chance. But if they if they try to do this guns a-blazing thing that they've been trying to do all season, it's, it's, it's really not going to work. Right. And I think a guy whose name we haven't even mentioned yet, Joe Mixon, like, give the dude the ball, like, like, Kansas City's defense no. isn't isn't about to, you know, uh, like destroy your offensive line or anything like that. I know, I know they definitely have the advantage, but it's not gonna hurt if you could just get a couple yards, you know, three, four yards of carry. That's all you need to just ease a little bit of pressure off of that O line. And I mean, I, I mean, you you read you read my mind. I was gonna bring that exactly that up. Um, if Joe Burrow had four hundred and fifty passing yards and and Joe Mixon. Uh, had around 46 yards. If I'm the Bengals, Joe Mixon cannot have 46 yards this game. There, there's no way in hell that Joe Mixon can only touch the ball 12 times, right? Because you are not winning this game just passing your way out of it. Because I'm telling you, Chris Jones is not letting one route develop for Jamar Chase. It's just not happening. It's just not happening. So let's run the ball, right? I, well, all I'm saying is the Bengals have to come out with a very, very strategic game plan here if they want to win. It cannot be the same old, same old. I think uh, other side of the um, ball, right? Bengals defense. It's going to be a rough day, but you just got to hold on. You got to hold on to dear life. Just keep playing. All it takes is one play, right? If you just give your offense an extra position, possession, force a punt, keep playing. I, I think, honestly, I, I I guess you could say that, you know, the Bengals defense was kind of outmatched in that first, you know, uh, matchup. But still, I think there were elements of if you can just get after Mahomes, just just don't give up the big play. I don't don't know if it's getting after Mahomes more than it is getting Mahomes on the ground. 
the Bills defensive line, I told you that they were going to create a lot of pressure and they did. They had Patrick Mahomes running around the entire time. But for the amount of quarterback hurries that they had, they didn't have many sacks to show for it, right? And and that that percentage was extremely lopsided. And if the Bengals they have they have to have a significantly higher quarterback hurries to sack ratio if if they want to win this game, the Bengals. It's it's about getting Mahomes on the ground. You can you can rush him all you want. You can win your one on ones, but if he's not on the ground, have you really done your job? I'll say this. You, you know, I always like to play this game, right? I'm picking the Chiefs. That's that's set aside. But tell me how many points is Kansas City going to score? I can tell you if Cincinnati beats that. I'll tell you. I like Points? Like how many points? points? I, I think I think it's going to be same as last matchup. I think this is going to be like a 37-34 type game. I, I think I think that's the route. 30 to 40. I think that's that's the range that we're going in. Can the Bengals put that up? I think they are capable of doing it, but they haven't shown it in the postseason. I'll go back to it once again. One for five within the opponent's 30 when it comes to scoring touchdowns, right? The Bengals are capable of it, and we've known them to drop absurd numbers, but they haven't shown it in the past two weeks. That's concerning me a bit. I think the thing is, Kansas City secondary showed nothing last week for me to be able to say, they're going to, you know, take care. They're, they're going to do their, they're going to, they're going to make it hard on Jamar Chase. Not, they didn't show me nothing like that. And the other thing is Kansas City has a tendency, um, Steve Spagnuolo, to really blitz. You know, they, sometimes they get frustrated. They're trying to get after your quarterback. And Joe Burrow thrives when you're blitzing him because it, it clears up the picture. You have one-on-ones on the back end. I think if, if these big plays are going to happen, you know, you, you catch it, slant, and you take back to the house, those type of plays. I think that might just be Kansas City getting aggressive. Maybe the move is if you're Kansas City as well, you don't you don't need to sack Burrow nine times. Just keep him out of the end zone. Mm. Right. Okay. I think that might be an approach Steve Spagnola might have to think long and hard. No, 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 definitely. I, I think I think overall we're seeing that if 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 any of these teams want to win a game, they're gonna have to do something that they have not been doing all season whether it's the Bengals running the ball more and focusing more on these short routes or it's the Chiefs defense not blitzing as much um it's going to be an entirely different game plan that we see out of these teams we're going to see another element a new level um and and that's really what it takes to get to to get to the Super Bowl uh in the NFL you have to show an ability to win in all types of conditions against all types of teams in all different ways um you know I'm also going with the Chiefs here I just can't justify myself picking the Bengals, especially with the way Patrick Mahomes left the field in Cincinnati. I think welcoming him in Cincinnati to his home. I, don't, I, I think he got revenge on his mind. Uh, but more than that, I just don't think, uh, and I'm shocked that I'm saying this uh, with the season that the Bengals are having. I, I don't think the Bengals can match the amount of points Kansas City is going to put up. I, I don't think that. And I know, I know your face says it all. Like It's shocking to say that about the best offense in the league. But you know what my motto has been all season. What have you done for me recently? And and the Bengals offense, to be honest, hasn't done much, right? You look at the amount of field goals they're kicking. I'm going to continue to say it. One for five within the opponent's 30. I just can't justify uh, with what Patrick Mahomes just did. I, I can't justify picking against him. All right, then. Well, let's take a look at the NFC Championship. We're going to head out west to SoFi Stadium in L.A., 
the San Francisco 49ers heading in to take on the Rams, looking for their third victory of the season against Sean McVay and this Rams team. Mm. 49ers trying to bring out the brooms, huh? Mm. Mm, I don't know. What, what What do you think it's going to take for the Rams to, uh, I guess, salvage this series and end it off with a win and a trip to the Super Bowl in the most, probably the most important game in the series right now? Yeah. Dude, you just, of course it's the most important. What do you mean probably <laughs> the most important game? This is the NFC Championship, for crying out loud. And what it's going to take is everything the Rams got. Because I, I guess the most complete game they've played in the past few weeks probably is that Arizona game. But to me, that's just Arizona completely failing to do anything to pose a threat to the Rams in that game. But just when you're feeling okay, it. And we, we should simplify it to most complete half because I would just like to put the first half of the Rams game uh, against the Buccaneers there. Mm. I just want to top that. I, I, I think for the Rams, it should be first half. We should simplify it. Give Rams, mm. Cut the Rams a break. Okay. But here's what I'm saying. You, you don't, you got to play four quarters to win a football game. Just, like, just when I'm feeling, okay, man, this Rams team is serious business. I'm like talking to my dad. He's like, Damn, this defense looks good and everything. And then, and then we see that. We see. And then we um, see four straight fumbles on four straight drives. With the fifth, whoa, 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 a lot of people forget this, but Matt Stafford fumbled on the fifth drive before he threw oh, that yeah. touchdown to Cooper Cup. Yeah. <laughs> that that could have been dangerous. Now, but here's what I'll say. I kind of, I, I kind of said this about the Raiders too, and I guess it didn't work out for me. But I think a big part to me, I think it means a lot that the Rams won that game because everything was going the other way. It's going south, right? And in that moment, you you got to rally, like, as a team. And I, I was very impressed with Matthew Stafford. Came back. He did his thing. Had solid. Like, that, that's the type – that's the difference between a good quarterback and a great quarterback. And he, he proved that he is a great quarterback in that final drive. Did what he had to do. But I'll tell you this, man. Matt, Tom Brady was all smiles after that game. And I know exactly why that was. He could smell the fear. He could smell the fear in that rim sideline. Man, I'm not going to get into this argument, but look, I'll say this as a Saints fan, man. He's happy when he sees quarterbacks, good quarterbacks that have beaten him in like fair and square. Like you don't see Tom Brady going up to Taysom Hill and shaking his hand and giving him advice, but you see him do it to Drew Brees. You don't see him going up to Nick Foles and doing it, but you see him go up to like a Matt Stafford. No, I'm just saying, but whatever. It's completely off topic, but come on now. I'm I'm just saying that. If I'm the Rams, I feel a whole lot better if I take care of Tampa instead of winning like that, squeaking past this team. It, no, of course, of course. I don't, I don't know. I just – if, if they won that game in a convincing manner, I would have no question that they're going to win this mm. game. But, you know, championship teams take care of business in that game, and the Rams absolutely failed to take care of business until the end mm. there. You know, one, one thing I do want to say right here, um, and just qu- very, very quickly, I want to look at that 49ers upset in Lambeau. Um, and I want to look at that pass rush, right? Niners pass rush was on top of Aaron Rodgers. That was that was really what was making him uncomfortable all night. And that stalled out a lot of drives late in the game that allowed San Francisco to have their special team shine in that late game winning drive. When I'm looking at Matthew Stafford in this offensive line, just two sacks in the past two games. And they have gone up against the Buccaneers defensive line and the Cardinals defensive line, right? Two teams that rank in the upper echelon of defensive lines and in the upper echelon uh, of creating pressure and getting sacks. 
So this game, we all know it's going to be one in the trenches. Who's going to show up? Is it this offensive line that has playing exceptional football these past two weeks? Or is it for Fran Francisco's defensive line that can get pressure and cause Matt Stafford to do that one thing that you hate, Savic, that one interception? He's been playing, once again, once again, clean pocket. He's been playing clean football. Zero picks in the playoffs. He's, he's itching, man. He's itching to throw one. He's this not. Sunday. He's not. He's not. Look, it's going to be one in the trenches. I think this is going to be the battle that decides the game. Can the 49ers defensive line create pressure or is the Rams offensive line going to continue to play the stellar football that it is and keep Matt Stafford clean? Right. I'll say this other thing. Like if, you, if you take a walk down memory lane, you look at these Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay last year, the Chiefs before that. I believe New England before that. My memory is not serving me well. But the point I want to make is no team has won a Super Bowl without having a formidable defensive line, a pass rush, a defense. I know it's cliche, defense wins championships, all that, but the Rams, defense, the Rams defense is undoubtedly the best defense out of these four teams. Undoubtedly the best defense. Outside of that one Ramsey play where Mike Evans kind of just burned him, he was sitting, he was sitting on his heels, right? And I guess it's just a situational football. You just you can't let that big play happen if you're Jalen Ramsey. But outside of that, the Rams defense had Tampa Bay's number all game. There was there was nothing easy about that for Tom Brady. Nothing, honestly. Like it's more just the Rams making mistakes than Tom Brady kind of like dismantling this defense. And none of that. Mm. It's just it's just. I told you, man. The four fumbles in giving it to Tampa Bay in favorable field position. Like Tom Brady didn't do anything to get his team back into the game. Outside, okay, outside of that Mike Evans play. All right, I I think Tom Brady. I think you put it like this. I think. Tom Brady was gifted the positions he got. Now, if you give me the ball, fresh Tom Brady, fresh set of downs within the opponent's 36, like he's going to come away with points in the playoffs. And, and some of the stuff that just happened, like, I think Brady just throws a pick or something or fumble, whatever it is, and then the snap goes it's like 30 yards behind Stafford. Like this, this kind of stuff, you can't even like write this stuff up, man. It was insane. But I, I think moral of the story, you, you, got, you can't shoot yourself in the foot if you're the Rams, right? You literally, let's be honest, the Rams are lucky to move on, you know, not lose after what went down, but it just, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I just, I just can't. No, 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 no. I want to, I see where you're coming from. You left a bad taste in my mouth. I was, I was angry. I was, as, as someone who was rooting against Tom Brady, as someone who was rooting for the Rams, man, I, I just, hmm, man, the way they won, it felt like, and they came away with it, but mm, they were on their heels on the sideline. They it's were, the they were, fear, man. You they, see, they was on their, I could see the fear through the TV. I was not even there. <laughs> uh, I said there was, there was fear after that Matt Stafford fumble. I, I, I know, I know Sean McVay was trembling after that. <laughs> I, I, I ain't seen no celebrations from Sean McVay. Yeah, no, no. I, <laughs> I want to say, but yeah, I'll say, having, I, yeah, he was, he was, he was, he was checking if Tom Brady did something to the PSI there, but oh boy, oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I, those, those are reserved for cold AFC championship games, you know, <laughs> you um, but you know, none, nonetheless, right here, right. I'm still, I mean, I'm sticking with my Super Bowl prediction I made back in May. I'm going with the Rams here. Right. And I, I man, 
it comes down to two things. Boils down to two things. When when I look at the battle of the trenches, I've just I've just never seen the Rams play this efficient football, especially on the offensive line. Like they have gone up against two of the best defensive lines in football and held their own. And there's no evidence that they can't do it against San Francisco. And if Matt Stafford just plays a clean game, which he has, right? I, I don't think San Francisco comes away with, if Matt Stafford plays a clean game, I don't think San Francisco is winning at all. I don't think they have a chance. I think the way that OBJ has been integrated into this offense has been so, so well done. 500 yards and, and six touchdowns. You couldn't have asked for a better uh, wide receiver to come in, just plug and play. Cooper Cup has been exceptional. Look, if this offense is clean, they are the best offense in football, in my opinion, over sec- third best after what we saw Sunday. Um, but nonetheless, I think it's going to be too much for San Francisco's defense to handle. You know, I'm not even – I wouldn't say it's too much for San Francisco's defense to handle, but I just don't know if they're going to get the support they need from the offense and Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. And you know, there is this, you know, like prevailing idea, like, hey, yo, Jimmy Garoppolo about to pull one of these off, man, take us to the Super Bowl. And you, you know, you're, you're hearing comparison, you know, Nick Foles that season, Joe Flacco, some of these quarterbacks that just get hot. But here's why I discredit that theory. Jimmy Garoppolo's not hot, man. He's freezing cold. <laughs> he's freezing, <laughs> freezing cold. I, for every good throw he makes, he's like, it's like one step back to, it's one step forward, two steps no. back. With Jimmy I mean, I mean, let, let me just, for, for everyone saying, oh, Jimmy G, Jimmy G against the, the, the Packers, Jimmy G. All right, let me, let me just read you this. 11 for 19, 131, one interception. He took four sacks and had a QBR of 12 with a quarterback rating of, get this, 57. All right, here, here. I'm not a stats guy. Like, let's just set the stats aside for a second. Like, like, let's just boil it down to what happened in that game. Jimmy Garoppolo was making plays. Let's not act like he was a bum quarterback. But when the game was on the line, he did do enough to put his team in a position to win. But if you if you look at if you look at the same weekend of football, you look like hmm. look at guys like I'm that. I'm looking I'm I'm let looking me, at me, that me, Debo me, run and I'm uh. all right, that's fair. Let me let me finish talking though. Let me finish talking because I'm looking at Josh Allen making his plays. I'm looking at looking at Patrick Mahomes rolling rolling left rolling right throwing left all of this, and then I see Jimmy Garoppolo rolling right, trying to throw to the back pylon and misses by like 18 yards. Like I just I just he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. Can the 49ers win a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo? Absolutely, they can. But will they? I I do not think so. And I think it's genuinely going to be, can the the Niners run for like 237 yards and like three touchdowns and just kind of dominate the Rams in this game? Because I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo has been underwhelming, dude. He has been underwhelming. When I look at the most pivotal play in the game, thing that, Surely sets them up into field goal range. Robbie Gould's going to hit it, no doubt. It's third and seven, Green Bay's 38. Debo Samuel just runs it for nine yards behind. My goodness, what a game Trent Williams had. Um, Sopic, if you put the ball in Jimmy G's hand, third and seven, Green Bay's 38, does he get the first down through the air? Does he? I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't, I can't say it with conviction, but... 
the only thing is like don't don't read the stats to me man because there were drops and stuff like i'm not i'm not reading the stats i all I'm, I'm saying i just read a play that's all i read that's all i read i just read one play and i said this play if caution is like jimmy g you got this ball's in your hands does he convert the play does he make the first down does he make the clutch throw that gets them the game-winning field goal? I, th- I think the answer is in the very fact that Kyle Shanahan called the ball to go to Debo. Exactly. I think that, that's exactly. the question. But... <laughs> and I'm telling you, when has, when has horrible quarterback play gotten a team to the Super Bowl? Because it ain't working Jacksonville a few right, years right, ago. Right. Horrible. That's that's where. Not I all right. Not that's horrible, that. but mediocre quarterback play does not get you to the Super Bowl, right? I understand that Kyle Shanahan has done an amazing coaching job. In my eyes, he is right now the best coach in the league, above Bill Belichick, given the fact that he has taken this traditional moniker that quarterback is the most posi- most important position in the entire football team, and he has he has put it to waste. It doesn't matter. Like quarterback position doesn't matter. And that's wonderful. He's done an amazing coaching job. But when have we seen that a team like this go to the Super Bowl and win the win the Super Bowl? It just has not happened in my it, it has it has not happened and it will not happen because it cannot happen. It's that simple. I like the confidence, man, but confidence is not your friend based on past events on this show. But I'm with you. I'm picking the Rams. Rams. Chiefs, that's the ideal Super Bowl we're expecting, but mm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an upset. That's all I'm gonna say. Dude. Mm. If you if you had to pick an upset between these two, which one do you think is more likely? Bengals, hands down. Bengals, hands down. Bengals, mm. hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Bengals, man. Mm. I would say I would say Niners, just just cause like it, it goes back to that like you know Nick Bosa wins a one on one. Pressures Matt Stafford and he throws an intercession, man. I think could just change just like that. That's so, valid. Uh, That's valid. But here's what I'm saying, right? If you look at Kansas City last week, I know they came out of that game, but it's a coin flip. They came down with a coin flip. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it really did. So, well, I don't want to get to overtime rules. I know we were talking about a bit about that earlier, but I, man, someone got to change. Saying, I, I still want to put this out there, but just because I've been thinking about that. I don't want to take too, too much time this episode, but. I think I think we could do at least one possession minimum, right? Mm-hmm. And then you incorporate the thing for I think college football does it after like two or three drives, but we can impor- incorporate that two point conversions. You must go yeah. for two. You must go. No, I I think college football overtime rules are the best. I, right, I think right, but fantastic. But you wouldn't start at your opponent's yeah, twenty five. Yeah, yeah. You would start at your own twenty five, like normal. Yeah. But yeah, no, college college overtime rules far better than NFL overtime rules. I. I was definitely kind of come up during the owners meeting. Yeah, the changes are going to be made there. So yeah, ch- no changes will be made. Um, I guess you know, I don't know how you're going to follow up last week, uh, last weekend's worth of football. Um, but nonetheless, it will be an excellent week of football, like the playoffs have been. We're going to see if the young buck. Joe Burrow is able to take down uh, what's becoming a theme here with Patrick Mahomes uh, and the Kansas City hosting their fourth straight AFC championship game and the NFC. It's an old NFC West showdown, old NFC West duel. Let's see which divisional rival gets on top and gets to the Super Bowl. With that being said, it's been Arnav Stogie in. Stop the Stay safe and take care. <laughs>